everybody. Welcome back to another episode of More Than a Title. I'm your host, Jared Thomas, Chief Revenue Officer at Outside the Box Digital. And you know I got my brother, my brethren with me. I got him, your favorite CEO's favorite CEO, my oh, brother, Chad Yo. What's good, baby? We in the building, man. Listen, I'm excited. We got the champ in here. We're going we gonna to get right doom, 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 doom. The champ is here. You know, you know the model, though. If it ain't bright, it ain't right. He got on black. We're going to let him ride, though. You know what I'm saying? We got to get you some color, champ. We're going to get you that. <laughs> nice mint, mint, mint green leaf shirt or something. Champ, I come through war ready every episode. He says the same shit to me. Let's go. I'm ready, though. It's a real nice time to be a black man. Absolutely. And so when I represent black, I'm just rapping as if from the point of view I'm saying, you know what I mean? Okay. Absolutely. Let's, let's introduce him properly, though. Let's introduce yeah, him. Yeah, let's, let's get it right. For those, I'm yeah. pretty sure you know him, but for those who don't, this brother was born in Chicago, Illinois, raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan, is also a brother of faith and a Christian. During his amateur boxing career, he had 15 fights and soon turned pro in New York. According to Wiki, he's quoted saying his early life included a homelessness, a rotten childhood, no love in the household growing up, drugs, sexual assault, and with all these things he experienced in life, him being successful was nothing short of a miracle. His professional record is 34-2-2 with 23 of those wins coming by the way a knockout. He was also trained by coach and the legendary trainer Freddie Roach and have notable wins against his career with people like legendary Winky Wright. So let's introduce his brother Property, the former WBO champ. Peter Quillen, baby, let's go. Hands the governor. Nah, nah, yeah. I'm here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now we gotta, we gotta, we gotta give you a hand and a salute, champ. You feel me? <laughs> you gotta let that rock. We gotta let it go. You let's get let right it. to it, man. Let's get right to it, man. So I know we short on time, uh, but we gonna we gonna dive right into it. Um, it's very important to let the listeners know that your past was not easy and your upbringing was not nice. one of a silver spoon and that you had to fight for everything uh, that wasn't given to you that you had to take it. So I, I just want to start off by that, man. Just let the people know what it was like growing up before you even thought about being a champ. You was thinking about survival. Yeah, man. You know what's crazy? When I tell people I'm part Cuban, they don't understand the position I'm coming from. They're like, well, you're trying to run from being black. No, I say I view my black skin through Cuban, man. I'm a Cuban black man. And if you got to blame my mom from blame, don't blame me because now I like all kind of women and now I'm married to a, a white Jewish woman. Uh, a lot of my times waking, growing up the way I grew up, I was motivated. I was motivated to turn my trauma to blessings. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And when I, when I decided to do that, I just told myself, I don't want to be like none of these people. These are people that's my family I'm saying this about. So mm. when I'm saying I, I had to come up like that, you know, you know, as a kid, I used to really think about, man, maybe if I was dead and I'd be looking from heaven, maybe I see that my mom would be like crying for me. Wow. Maybe that's when I could see that she loved that's me. Deep, bro. So I grew up like that. And I grew up with those type of thoughts as a child. The hardest thing is that to express these thoughts now, I'm liberated now. So I could mm. talk about these things, not to blame my mom, because her people hurt people. My mom was a hurt woman. You mm. know, she didn't grow up with the right family dynamic that we should be seeing or what we, as our people say, we should make these changes or be there for your kids. Everybody be there for their kids, but they think being there for your kids is selling drugs or something like that. So I grew up with my pops. My mom was a, my mom was a topless dancer, cocktail waitress. And guess what happened? My mom and my dad tricked, and your boy is here. Shit. <laughs> real, bro. That's real. Right. I wasn't expecting that angle on it, though. But That's but real, bro. My mom, my mom really enough to tell you the story. That's nah, real, nah. bro. That's no. blessed. So I'm not going to say nothing my mom wants to say. You no, know what I mean? No. So, of course. You know, I'm and just... Another, Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. But think about that. Think what I just said. And I'm here. My mom on a wedding day with my pops was crying because she didn't want to make because my my grandfather on her 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 side was a hustler, and my dad was forty something years old when he came to the United States of America. Now, if y'all see my pops, my dad don't even speak good English, kid. You know what I'm saying? So. This is the way my upbringing is, you know what I'm saying? I grew up confused as a young kid, not even sure, am I black or am I Cuban? Which one am I? And I mm. had to just find out I was both. And it's beautiful to be 
different in your neighborhood. Cause I was wondering like, why this mom and that's my like all this. But I remember my stories with my pops giving me culture. I mean culture mm. like killing chickens in the crib. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I grew up like having oh man, neighbors knocking on the hello, hello. Um, Mister, can you tell your your dad your that y'all chickens in my backyard? <laughs> That's crazy. Right. Yeah. So, all together, you know, growing up the way this got it, I grew up kind of confused of how to identify myself, and I was wondering why, you know, my, my I used to see a lot of stuff, man. It's just like crazy that I can go so many different ways. It's just depending what y'all trying to get out the show for me today. Yeah. No, I mean, that, I mean, listen. We—that's a great story. I can directly connect with you, um, because I am Cuban, all right? So let's be clear. It's not my last yes. name is Fernandez, like Fernandez. I, let's yeah. get it. That's a fact, and it's not oh, fifteen generations down. I'm talking. My mother's father is Cuban. Like you understand? So it's maternal. It's one generation off. So I, I share those views. I, I am Latin American. I'm African American also. But um, you know. Just be aware that even in Cuba, the the Afro the Afro Latin culture yes. comes from Africa, right? So remember, remember the music and the culture. A lot of it comes from the Africans that migrated and got brought over to Cuba and introduced a lot of the things into that. So we're not gonna get too deep into that, but you know, Cuban is still black, bro. I, I, yes, I, I, I don't think you should be confused. My then. boy, my boy, my boy, potting right now. He put him to school. Right now. I understand. That's real. Yo, a lot of children growing up. Um, have the mistaken identity and they don't fit in and that causes a lot that in itself can cause so much trauma into one's self-identity and knowing who you are that it can almost destroy your life so he's right yeah, with that. absolutely because as you, as you were saying the story too champ i'm thinking because you, you're battling with like with those internal like identity issues right so where did the idea of boxing come from because i'm from the hood too bro like usually for us it's boxing i mean not boxing, it's basketball football you know what I'm saying? So what made you go into boxing? Was was people like bullying you as a kid? Was it something like that? You just beat a couple people's ass and it was like, yo, I'm nice. Like, what's the story of how you got it? All what you just said, all of it. All that is a melting pot for disasters, like a real murder. You know what I'm saying? Like a real murder. Thank God that I found boxing or boxing found me. Vice versa. What I was just saying is like, could you imagine? I remember this one story where I used to get bullied. I can remember every dude that bullied me. Mm. And I went on, uh, pandemic-wise, I went on a, um, right after the pandemic, I went on a 40-day fast. I ain't eat food for 40 days. Wow. And my last two weeks, I said, God want me to go back home. And Grand Rapids, he must want me to bring closure here. I felt led there. Did y'all know, I seen all my bullies in the same day, in the same place. Crazy. I asked them all the same, like, man, why you do that to me that one time? Pete, man, come on, man, that was a long time. <laughs> That was a long time, brother. I don't yes. know. Brother, please. Yeah. Like, come on, you know I was yeah. on some bullshit. But what kind of surprising that I seen all these dudes in the same place, B. Wow. Now, that was, like, amazing. And, it's like, I got my closure, shook hands, and, you know, most of what I, I view all my, my childhood was about morality, man. Hmm. What's right and what's wrong, to be honest with you. I was wondering, like, how can you have a mom? I asked my mom this. I said, Mom, why you just didn't abort me? Because I don't believe in that. I said, don't you think it's still like abortion when you don't even hug and say your kid that you love him? Mm. Sit on that one for a little while. That's right. So, you know, that's the kind of things in the relationship me and my mom got with each other. I can do something like that. Talk to her. And she, you know, be a little transparent the way or where I feel. And the problem you need to forgive somebody. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I forgave you a long time ago. I didn't but forget. these questions I really got, I'm, you can't yeah. never forget those things. That's right. That trauma drove me to success. Yeah. They say pressure plus pipes, man, or pressure make a diamond. You understand what I'm saying? It just, it's sad. I'm not going to lie. It saddens me. And I'm just going to just say this and get off of this. It saddens me that a lot of our um, role models or people that we might look up to nowadays, especially black entrepreneurs and people that have made it, they have similar stories where it's like, why does it take so much fucking our people to finally get a chance to be something or be somebody and and I'm, I'm i'm glad you made it peter but the reality of the situation is you special you're special because most people don't have the mindset to survive what you what you survived right oh, and a lot of people have taken different paths including taking their own lives or just you know being be, be a this to the, to the jail system and just giving up for life so it takes a very strong mind to go through what you went through and not only acknowledge it 
but have this I want more and then do better for yourself. So I just want to congratulate you on that because that's, you know, and people need to hear that, that, that you can make it out from such a dire situation. Cause I promise you, there's a lot of people going through the same thing right now where their parents are not uh, showing them what they feel like is adequate love and attention. Also, yeah, man, I, I just, I just don't understand why our people got to get to the place where we got to see ourselves as a basketball player or yeah. some type of entertainer yeah, athlete, yeah. but never a person that's like, yo, you know, you go, to, you know, what separates every American in America, right? Is your education. So why would you not give yourself the best chances out of life with education and go that route? Well, you know, many people don't get to do such and such. They don't get to do this and they don't happy. I said, anybody that's basically broke, don't say that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not a real person that actually went to school and did this. Say, hey, this is what I've learned. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm overqualified for jobs. You know what I'm saying? It. Not underqualified. I'm overqualified. This I could say no to this job. And many people don't look at it like that way. Yeah, that is just the mindset, brother. But that, I want to give you the real. That's the re reason why we named the show the show. More than the Man. title. You know what I'm saying, brother? Because I'm more than that. We from the streets. We from the Bronx. But guess what? We know business. We talk to CEOs on a weekly basis. What, what part of the Bronx? Oh, I'm from Parkchester. Yeah, I'm from I, the Listen, I used to I used to live on 182nd and Walton. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Wait, so, so now let me connect you even more. I used to live on 183rd and Morris Avenue, one block up from Walton. You understand from the fourth. So train. you know what? So where was, uh, I want to say? Uh, I don't know if it was Valentine. Yeah, I was having a bad day on on uh, you know that not going up to Fordham Road. What's that big um? It's a street. Like Going to my grand concourse. Grand concourse. Grand concourse. I was grand walking, concourse. having a bad day one day. Yeah, grand dude was having a, a bad day. He was having a dude was having a bad day. I was having a bad day. He was bumped up there, bro. And he was like, he said something to me. I said, bro, I'll beat you up, dog. For real, that's real talk. <laughs> he said, my block over here. I said, I'll beat you up before we get to your block, bro. And you ain't gonna <laughs> do nothing. What happened? I beat him up before we got to the block. Escaped out, but like. Those moments came in the Bronx. Do y'all know I worked at IHOP at 232nd and Broadway? Oh, so, you was over there on night, Bob, that way. Now let, me, let me connect that Marble too. Hill. That's the original IHOPs in Marble Hill, absolutely. And, yes. and, and the funny thing is I went to high school down the block. I went to Kennedy High School, which is on 233rd, between 225th and 233rd in Riverdale, right down the block from that IHOP where you used to work at. I'm man, on that's you. That's your heart. Yeah, man. I know yeah, I've been all through the, so I've been through all through the Bronx. As was and I, I, I grew up with all these, I'm like, man, all these Puerto Ricans and Dominicans act like I can't say the word. You know what, <laughs> what, <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. I just that would never realized it. I was like, man, this is straight. This I, I had a lot of experiences being Joe got got my brother Joel Castillo, man. My boy, my little man got in a, got into it with some dudes in the Bronx, mm -hmm. and you know I was gonna go hammer for my boy. Yeah. Like Pete, just leave it alone. You good, though. Yeah. So I always had these neighborhoods, like living in the LES and the Bruce projects in the castle. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Living in Bruce. I still can go to Bruce and not have problems. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my barber's still in LES. I, I get my hair cut every Friday from been cutting my hair for twenty I've been been I've been in New York City longer than I've been in my hometown of Grand Rapids, Michigan. So you, that, means, that, means, that means New York City is now your hometown. It's home, it's home, baby. <laughs> yes, it is. It's my home. It means it's I, your home now. <laughs> but Champ, I got I so gotta I, ask you something real quick, Champ. Because you said you brought up the street fight, you brought up the grand concourse. Was yeah. there was there one street fight that you ever lost? You ever lost one? Keep it real, yo. I, I can't, I can't, I can't even how about this? But being bullied by dudes, I always got off on bullies and they try to come back and jump me with friends. So I, I've been in a situation where I was crying or don't yeah. don't do nothing like that type vibe, but never to the point where it's like one on one squaring up with somebody and dude. So now I just basically say I'm undefeated in the street. I know now I'm not trying to mess up that record, so I don't make problems with nobody. That's it. That's, That's it, it, man. That is shit. But then, let me ask you another follow-up question. I'm gonna ask you this later. I might as well ask you now, bro. Segway. Well, yeah, so first of all, you're 30, you're 34 and zero, right? Until you got your first defeat, right? And that was with yes. um Danny Jacobs, Danny right? Jacobs, yes. How do you sustain that level of success for that long of a time, bro? And did did the success attribute to that loss? No, let me tell you what attributed to my loss. I was like, listen, if you come from a place where I come from, you're like, man, I was angry. And mm -hmm. then along the way, I started hearing voices from people. Let me tell you what I learned in life. This is mm. real gems right here. 
the lessons was I stopped listening to my own voice of what, what, what my success was supposed to look like. I started listening to other people. You need to call this dude out. You need to do this. And I started really falling into the trap trap. And another big thing was like addiction in my whole career. Living around people that doing all kind of weed. You know what I'm saying? I haven't been in a situation where I was smelling cocaine and nothing like that much. You know what I'm saying? But I've been in search. It's just like your influences around me. And I learned that the influences I had, there was like people I brought in with me, brought up with me. Their motivation wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. So I would just say not having the good people around me to help me push me in that direction. Everybody. So the worst thing is if Pastor might tell you something in vain. This is advice in vain. You need to stop smoking. Yeah. You need to stop it. They smoking with you. Or you never seen them do nothing to accomplish nothing. They dreams to come true. So what I learned is like people give you advice like it's good, but they're giving you advice because they're trying to hurt you. In China. <laughs> That's a message. <laughs> you going off, Chad. That's real. You know what I mean? So, what I would tell you is just like, I stopped listening to my own voice and stopped going to the mirror, being confident with the person I see in the mirror, always willing to overcome that person who was in the mirror, that, but the demons was around me. You know what I'm saying? So, I think, honestly, when I took the loss, like, God gave me a revelation that that moment was going to happen, and I looked up to the sky, so I said, now, God, I'm listening now. From there, I haven't stopped listening to him. Mm. That's real. Major. That's real. That's major. I, I mean, I felt that. I ain't even going Yeah, to... that's, I was about to say, that's a... Damn! Sit back on that one, you know what I mean? I'm a, you know, I know everybody, I know everybody wants to, you know, you the champ, you've been there, you've accomplished it, right? And I, so we know you can fight, and, and everybody wants to talk about that, but I want to shift gears a little bit, and this is something I want to know, because this is a major problem for not only our community as black and brown people, but for athletes that make it out to the community, right? So as you're starting to fight and you're making this money, right? Did you actually have a financial advisor or somebody in your corner to actually like have, and I'm gonna say it like this, look at me, air quote, have your best interest, right? Have your best interest at heart to help you and say, listen, you wasn't the champ, but listen, you're making some money, let me make sure that whatever you make, you know, you spend it properly and you don't go broke. Did you have somebody in your corner like that? Like who? Let, let, let's look at this. Let's let's do the switch gears and I'm gonna go back to that topic. But think okay. about what we grow up at, right? Right. We we told we tell our people not to be no police officer. So we don't have people in our neighborhoods that's policing us that actually know what the criminals. We allow other people from other neighborhoods and out the suburbs that's in different places that come to our house that are police and we all look like crooks and criminals. So that's number one. So number two, why I say that is because I know what crooks look like when I go around them. When you get around business crooks, crooks with criminals with suits on, you don't know what that look like because I'm not educated enough to know what that look like. But through the grace of God, I'm talking about God, I'm talking about the creator of the world, he has to allow somebody to have the same opportunities and the same protection. And when God is going around choosing different people, he's going to choose them to protect certain things about them, like financial freedom. Now, I'm still getting there. I own a lot of stuff. My mom, my whole financial thing is my mom telling me before, you ain't going to never be shit in my life. Before I left Michigan, I got caught in a dolphin rental. And they arrested me. They didn't catch me with crack. But they, they caught me in a dope rental that I rented out the car. They, they went out from, you can rent somebody's car off the crack. And we had the car making spins, and I got caught driving on the age. And my mom, you know, they arrested me for driving on the school, and then I swallowed my sack and um, took me home. And my mom was upset. But the thing she said in that moment, like, you ain't going to never be shit. Right. I said, man, that hurt, mom, but I'm going to be the one that buy your house in cash. And I motivated to myself till I got to that point to do what I did. I bought our house in cash. And, you know, um, other things I would tell a black athlete is like, stop thinking you know what hustling is. Stop thinking you know what money management is. Because we are powerful enough to make the money, but we need powerful enough to keep it. So mm. I think that's where the disconnect I lost a lot of money investing in broke people's dreams. You know what I'm saying? A real dream comes to life when that person that have it works for it and willing to die for it. You know what I'm saying? 
So I learned that I was investing a lot of broke dreams and I didn't have enough visionary that was willing to work around me. Wow. That's, but but I do, let me tell you, my boy, God rest his, my boy, my best friend, used to, when he was selling crack, he always did good with his money. So when it's time to put somebody in a place, I said, Gooch, you got to come over here. I seen how you dealt with money. You was the first dude I knew with 20 hours rent, 20, on 20 years rents and a Camaro. You know what I'm saying? On 20, transact Camaro, 16 years old. You know what I'm saying? So when it came time to know the money language and his mindset worked like that, I brought him in. He made me money. You know what I'm saying? In my career. And to this day right now, my boy got his um, builder's license because we started investing in properties and he mm -hmm. went to go get his business. So he he's more of an asset. I invested in him. He's an asset now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to invest in somebody, don't invest in don't invest in broke people's dreams because a real person wouldn't work. My man wouldn't go get his hands dirty. Mm. I need a message for that. Yeah, yeah you think now? Message, baby. That was that, real. That's, that's serious right there. It, it, it's important, real. though, because we've, listen, we've heard the story a hundred times. It doesn't matter. Entertainment. We're just talking success when, you know, the uneducated or the uninformed allow somebody to come in and, and, and teach them or, you know, take control of what they feel like is their assets and, and then get screwed over. We know we hear this story so many times. So that's why I had to ask you, like, because I think it's very important. You, you know, you work so hard to provide a life for your family. Imagine working that hard for so many years and you get to the top and somebody steals it from you. It would take yeah. everything that you have in your, your soul not to kill that person. Like, cause you like, you stealing not only from me, but from my family, like. From, from the tree. I'm gonna tell you something about, about this. I'm in the gym, California. And my band, I can't say nothing. He was out there with me and he went to go get, take my car. I gotta go run and make a run real quick. Made a run. He must've been doing something. He came back. I said, what's wrong with you, sir? And then um, he whispered, I was training. I was training, he goes, yeah, man, I tried to send some a package out, and they got my package. And when he was trying to send weed in the way, mail, he was in my car. Wow. And I thought to myself, I said, bro, we, let me let me take care of that after. Let me, let me talk to you after. But at that very moment, this was almost part of I'm glad that all the street dudes I know in my life, I never so I didn't want to know. No, nah, I don't want to know that. I'm straight. I'm straight. I don't know. I don't know nothing. I don't know no boot. I'm, all these people that, I think that's what ruins you, man, because the ideas of hustling, and all the people around me that have the wrong idea with success shit, bro. Man, that shit is real, yo. But I, even, I, I'm really, what resonated with me, bro, is when you're ascending, and like you said, don't invest in broke people's dreams, man. Like, you work you work that hard for it, and me, me and my cousin have these conversations all the time, bro. Like, when I, I'll give you the quick, I won't give you the long story, but like, you know what I mean? I built my brand up on LinkedIn, we built the brand, and I was just tired of working for the man. I was tired of working for somebody else. I wanted something sustainable for my kids. So I brought a cousin on. I said, if I'm getting these deals for them, I'm going to funnel that money into us and we're going to build something special. And this is why we're going season four of the podcast. We're, we're a six-figure business now, right? But nobody believes you when, you when you're going through it. Now that we lit, now we're getting there, it, it's, it's more and more. All right, this is what's up. But be an asset to your people. So what I don't get from my people right now is that, yo, Jared, what can I do to help you? Yo, Jared, do you need some clips for social media? Yo, Jared, how can we do that? Yo, Jared, what's the overall vision for the brand? How can I be a, a help of that? You know what I'm saying? And that's what we lacking in the hood. That's what we lacking in our communities, y'all. And if y'all want to know how to help, do things like that. Solve a damn problem. Help out. You got to work, work on their hearts because that evilness is in the person's heart. You mm. can't see it. To cycle through all those people, that's when you're going to lose money, bro. Mm. So that's why I got to be trusting in something higher than myself because, listen, the vision is clear. When you got your vision, you, the one with the vision, can be detailed with your division. But if you got people part of that vision, if you just don't tell me, look, bro, you don't have to, like, be my vision. Just make sure we're going in the same place. You can have your own vision. And along the way, people just get jealous. A lot of pride start stepping in, and they want to overstep you. Then they become detailed with your vision and try to be, oh, I don't like you, you don't listen. They look for, pray for your failure. <laughs> That's just a spiritual yeah. thing at that point. That's the shit. Nasty. Message right there. If it ain't just anyone. It's it's a nasty it's real. I say it all the time. We call it nasty work. Absolutely. Just um, disgusting. I, I gotta play devil's advocate. I hate it, but I understand that at the same time, you can't do what has been done to our people, not only physically, 
the chains are off physically, but the fucking chains are on right here mentally. That's mentally. Slavery. Right, absolutely. So the damage that they have done to us transcends, you know, the, the, the bondage. You understand? Like we we they sit back long story short. You notice the, the, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I think it was in I don't know where they was doing one of the riots, right? Down south. I don't know um Michigan or somewhere where they did the riot. Uh, I believe somebody got killed, but they were finding they were finding like crates, crates out of nowhere. You walk down the street, here's a fucking crate full of bricks, here's a crate full of this and this and that. The 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 white supremacists were dropping off crates and dropping off just guns and just leaving it in the middle of the street, that and liquor, because they're like, we don't got to do, we don't have to kill black people anymore. They're, they'll kill and rob and loot themselves. They did an interview with a KKK member who came on and said it, like, we don't need to do the same tactics we did before and lynch and, and chase and hang people. We let them kill themselves. We just provide the ammunition. That right there was so powerful that I just had mm. to step back and say, like, we're killing ourselves. We we are we are our own biggest enemies, plain and simple. That's it, always, it, yeah. yeah, and trying to get past what's been done to us and the programming, it, it's proving to be very, very difficult. Very difficult. But that's why these stories are so impactful, bro. And that's why we need to hear from you, Chant. You know what I'm saying? Because there's only so there's only so many people, at least in my hood, that I could touch that made it. You know what I'm trying to say? That like literally made it out the hood, came back and no, went no. I got see, I gotta I, I don't want to I gotta negate that. That is, I hate that. I hate God on me. I hate that statement. <laughs> champ made it, the champ made it to a certain level. That is not see, we gotta get out of the champ is a superstar, he's the world champion. That's the one percent of success. No, absolutely, but making, but making it out the hood is not one percent. It's not one. You made it, bro. You provide for your family. She did. You yeah. made it, bro. She I did. made it. We have to raise the bar of what we consider making it is, and that's the problem that too many people think. If I'm not a a, a Jay Z or a Champ or Floyd Mayweather, I don't have a billion dollars that I didn't make it, or my success is somehow minimalized. That's bullshit. That's no, bullshit. Absolutely. Something just hit me. Ready? Yeah. Is B world right? The whole D world, which is the whole world, and it's your world. Go circle and your sphere around. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We gotta learn the difference between in the world, we got a Jay-Z. In your world, you might be the Jay for your people. Right. You know what I'm saying? So look, let's say freedom is spiritual. I was born into a miracle in the image of the most high God, immaterial. Not slaves to the material. You should take that literal. Respect for our Lord oh God who put that fear in. We are free for whatever we can believe. The struggles of the heart, the stand just to perceive. No more shifty sand. Withstand, don't be deceived. We're trying to stay afloat. Sin, don't steer my boat. Father God, Father God, mm -hmm. in your name we apply. Against all the odds, my mindset was flawed. I've been on that road. Life with no control. Still had the ambition to try to reach my goal. Take some notes. My voice, I speak so bold from the heart. My faith is like the gold. Unleash the self-belief. Embrace the power within. Break the chains from the hand. The hands are from my friends. Mm. <laughs> I'm probably free. <laughs> Say it right now. Ain't, uh -huh. no, ain't none of y'all got, ain't none of y'all got a champ coming on y'all show spitting six. Not the heck. They already say that boxers can't read. I wrote, I got mad, I got mad music coming. I'm hitting them with the music. Fire, bro. Fire, man. That's what's up. But who? What's your What's your dream? What's your dream collab, bro? Since we doing music, what's your What's the one collab that you would want? Yeah, we gonna Listen, speak into. We gonna speak I'm into I'm the I'm world. I'm gonna be honest with you. Ready? I'm gonna be honest with what's you. Good. I paid for a Nas master class on how to write the music. Okay. Hmm. So now people are like, man, you sound like Nas. I'm like, what? No, that's not playing with me. That's <laughs> not playing with me, G. For real. Oh, yeah. All right. So. That does. I'm a, a 19. I would say 93 to 97 rap guy. Yeah. So that's my era. Like you know, Wu Tang, Jay, uh, Tupac. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cannabis. You know cannabis. I mean? cannabis. 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 Yeah. Uh, I was. I was. I'm gonna let the world know the truth. You don't want me to sign your study. Don't do it, champ. Don't do it, champ. Don't do it, champ. Because I already told him on the last show, cannabis is one of my top five rappers. Yeah. I told not, you. Not all. Not all. Let me tell you what happened, though. What, let me tell you what happened with cannabis, man. Like, cannabis, 
got on some weird stuff. I don't know where it came from. That's when that's when that's when the swag messed up because he had one of the best. That that right there. I know that whole rhyme. And then you know went from that. I went from I went to that to uh uh Fifty Cent. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, cannabis is my guy. Better my. I remember. I remember taping the clue tape with him, Nori, and Fat. No, him, no, him, DMX no, and Nori. Him, DMX and Nori. Okay. I remember that. Yeah, the black and that with fun flats. DMX yeah. on the 12 game. Yeah. Pump. Like, you know what I mean? That's that shit, but he's not top five. I'm sorry. He got the, I mean, again, you everybody has their favorite. Just let it be for record. What's it? Give me your top five. Let me get your top five. My top five? Yeah, okay. top five. My top five is Hove, Biggie, Pac, um, Big L. And who else? I'm missing one. I would put Nas up there. Yours? I mean, I, I, I like it. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm a big, I'm a big Jay fan. It, this is in no particular order, but it would have to be Jay, Big Pop, Cannabis, and I like Ti. Man, Ti is a monster, man. Like I'm a big Ti fan. Like he's you got a Ti over Luda though. Absolutely, in any day, twice on Sunday. Luda, Luda went crazy on him. Twice on Sunday. <laughs> right, so y'all not gonna name a light behind twice on Sunday. No, no, so what's your what's your share? What, what we got? You got cannabis up there? No, I, I, you can put these in any number at number any one. Right, uh, anytime, right? So let me go to uh, we got Pop, uh, we got Big, Big, we got Jay, Jay, we got Nas. Okay, Nas. And I will put either one of these, either right. I will put Eminem or I will put Fifty there as my number five. Okay. I, I, I ain't mad at M. M. I ain't mad at M. Orphan. M. Yeah. Into me is dope. Into me is dope, right? I, I got a lot of his music, right? But I'm not being funny, but I only relate to Eminem, but a certain... You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to relate to a to a DMX or a fucking a cannabis. Yeah, because that's, that's what... That's, you know what I'm saying? Right. About, we, the, those are rappers that Inspired, but like what, yeah, yeah, what yeah. Eminem does, the craft, the no, no, I'm not saying he's not saying that. Words yeah. and syllables and yeah, things like that. Yeah, he's a master at that. That's master the art. Sure. That right. about and I'm trying to say the guys that transcend the, the culture. You know, all those guys that name transcend the culture. You know what I'm saying? Right. Pop transcend big. Put he put up with Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? So. A one, that's why he gotta be he could be number one at any time. I mean, and a lot of people won't put them both in there and say, yo, man, these guys and what they did was the they changed the rap direction when it comes to beef beefing with each other. We didn't look at beef the same way and right. rap and see that can really consider these dudes really living yeah, at night. You know what I'm saying? So that's what makes it dangerous. You know, you know, I gotta ask you too, champ. So um matter of fact, as far as buzz go to buy, who you who are you? Is there a boxer that you wish you fought that you didn't? Was there like one Ooh. fight that you wish you would have made? If, if you could, no, because, like, if, if you could, yeah, as if it's could, like like during your ever, was there like one I'm fight? Box, that didn't I'm boxing happen? the devil every day. I'm boxing the devil every day. We need a person. I was just say it'd be hard for me to say it. I'm gonna tell y'all why it's gonna be hard okay. for me to say that because uh, I, I can't take away the glory for nobody and me sitting around just like oh I should have fought him all this like that's to the point like. Everybody get their time and everybody get their shot. You I know what I'm saying? I just think that my story being told, and it's easy. I, it's easy for people. I don't even, I never a person that basically live with regrets. So I don't live with no regrets in my life. So how mm -hmm. do I not live with regrets? I don't live with regrets in my life because I don't have that kind of chain of thought process. My, thought, my thoughts don't move like that. I dig it. Then another question, you know, we was talking about it before you got on too, champ. Like you worked with Freddie Roach, bro. It was like the Pat Riley of this thing. You know what I'm saying? So what, yo, what was that experience like, right? And how, how does he differentiate from other trainers that you've seen? Like, like what makes him so special? And how well, he, because when Freddie learned how to deal with, he not make champions. He had the right kind of styles in front of him. He gonna make you a superstar, like he did with Pacquiao and James Tony. You know all those bros that he had and. You know, Freddie got a lot of trainers that work with him that actually be doing this work sometimes. You know, that's real. that's real. So that's what happened to me. I was working out there, and he had me working with Eric, Eric Brown, and you know, it was time to fight for the world championship. And then Freddie was like, you know, we getting ready for all the uh, how you call it, all the like flight plans and travel, yeah. Yeah, all the travel plans. I'm like, Eric ain't going. Like, nah, you know what I'm saying? I was like, Freddie about to start. I don't feel right. He's been putting all this work in with me. I can't 
And that's why I just worked with his assistant trainer and made him my main trainer. That's real. Even you doing that is real. Because you could have went for the look. Could have been like, yo, Freddie training me, da da da. You know what I'm saying? Yo, thanks, Freddie. And you just said, no. Nah, and think bro, about this. I could you. actually be sitting down thinking, like, damn, if I would have had Freddie as my trainer, I wouldn't have took these also, these eggs and all these things like that. Because I did have that shit. When my, my, the dude I took, I seen that everybody sometimes don't get to be the point where they are because they don't have it. Mm. That, 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 so. I don't want to say it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not being funny, but ain't no disrespect to nobody. But here's my stance, and, and this is my opinion, and my opinion only. We are not born equal. If we was, then we'd all be the same height, same weight, have the same exact talents. We are not carbon copies of each other. So I don't give a fuck what trainer you got. If you don't have it in you innately to be that, then no trainer can bring out what you don't already have. Be clear. Man. But I, that's why I just took it like You had it, champ. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, you had what it took, and he's seen it. And doesn't matter that another trainer might have helped you along the way. You had what it took there, right? There's a lot of people. There's a, First of all, my nephew boxes right now, right? My nephew boxes right now. I think he's ranked uh, number six or number uh, eight in the United States, right? He's boxing right now, and I wish him the best, and we're supporting him in every way possible. But by watching him boxing, watching the journey, I can see how many boxers come up through the ranks. And this is before Golden Gloves, right? We're just talking about coming up in the ranks, getting ranked nationally, right? And then Golden Gloves, and then maybe Olympics. And then, you understand? So this is not something. There might be thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of fighters that go through this, tens of thousands, only 1%, half of 1% make it to go pro. So we're not gonna we're not gonna negate the fact that your, your your inner talent helped you to get to where you were. Absolutely, and your drive, yourself. yeah, and absolutely, your drive. and your drive. But you had to be already what you were by default to even be able to make that. And we we can't take some we can't take that away. Absolutely, run another jump. Run another jump. Come on, let's, let's go, go, Broski. It's more than time. Let's do it. When you sell your morality, selling for what's right. Right. right, selling your morality, then you sold your soul. That's a fact. Mm. So I wasn't willing to sell my soul at all costs through all these decisions I had to make. I, every time I said that, I was starting to make the devil mad. Where God gonna say you gotta sow, you gotta reap what you have sown. I reap when I have sown, but I was powerful enough to say no to the devil a lot of times, a lot. Turning on money, turning on opportunities where I could have progressed and bought this person and doing right. this. Like, more, I just see how cutthroat thing life can be, and I didn't want to play the cutthroat business. I didn't want to be in that type of business. I need it, Jared. Come on. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, nah, I was going it. over here. Well, hold on. My, my boy got a question Question for, for Peter right now from Derek. He said, who do you think will win? I was going to ask you the same thing. Who do you think will win, Canelo or Charlo? And please explain why. <laughs> well, I'm glad because I just did a prediction. I'm going to just give you all my prediction. Oh, right now? Back. On the show? Let's on do the show? Well, I'm going to give you my prediction. It's hard go. to pick somebody that's going to win because you don't know what a person is fighting with. Mm. That's something you can't see. So if I say, hey, I think he going to win. I think Canelo's going to win because he got the star. He looked like this. Then you're going to undermine the dog that's saying, man, I've been a lion only this whole time. And nobody recognized my struggle and my pain, what I got me to this point. They think I'm ignorant. you telling that person he don't deserve to win? So for me, it's like hard to pick people that's win, especially when it's this top of the line. First of all, they're getting paid a lot of money. Absolutely. We should be happy when we see black men get to make money in this country. We got to hope that those bros can be like a good example. But... Our people don't want to see those type of good examples. So for me, it's just like, I just want to see the black man win because we don't get a big shot in America, period. Why we got to we gotta be the one that's ignorant. We got to be the one that's selling the fight this way. We got to look like the underdog. Like, so for me, it's like, how is rape, how is run? It's like, you make money off of racism. Message. Damn, <laughs> Spitting bars. Crazy right there. But you know, I want to dive too deep into it. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, do it on the surface. I mean, you know, I was thinking that this is my thought today. My thought was this, ready? You know, you know the oatmeal, right? You got yeah. oatmeal on the top. If you put sugar in your oatmeal with butter, that top is so good, but it only is good. It's not good for you. Right. The oatmeal is actually what's good. You got to dig deep to get the oatmeal. Right. So I'm going to let you go ahead and give me the surface, give me the butter and sugar. So, so, I mean, I'm not being funny, but, you know, I, I, 
I enjoy being educated um, because I enjoy being able to have educated conversations and not sound fucking ignorant. You dig me? So the whole premise of racism, really, if you look at what racism is and what is defined as, is 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 just having respect and and putting a priority on your self-preservation and your culture and your society, right? So even by us having this platform and having black entrepreneurs on, you can say that we're racist. And I'm going to say you're absolutely right because we're in pres preservation of the black and brown people. And we want and we want to give them a platform to succeed and 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 do better because we wasn't given it. you got to be very careful with, with education because when you don't really know anything, you fall for everything. When you don't really know anything, you fall for everything. And it goes back to your conversation about the education, right? Um, and you said what separates people um, between in America is their education. And I'm gonna say to you, what was one of the, the number one things that would a slave master would, would cause a slave to get killed is learning how to read or write. They knew that shit back then. That's what slavery. They knew it back. They knew it back then. Yeah. They knew it back. You then. stop some. You that's stop it. the ability for people to learn. You put people into slavery. There it is. There it so is. That's what it is. So that's what it is. So that's. I'm liberal. I'm, I'm, I'm like that. You said you you don't stand for nothing, right? You don't stand for nothing. You'll fall for anything. That's anything, what my mama taught me. Anything, bro. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. We we share your philosophy, Pete. And I'm gonna tell you right now. Me and my cousin has made a lot of tough decisions. We could have taken a lot of different situations, um, which would have taken us and maybe gave us more monetary value. And we said no. That's not what we're doing. Like this is our platform. We created this. And we created this for the reason that we created it. And we're not selling out for nobody, right? And that's a right. tough decision to make when you got to put food on the table, right? It's a tough decision to make when you got to keep the lights on, right? But, you know, we can't just have a one Peter Quillen. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you the champ, but we all got to be champs. You know why? Because yeah. it's going to take more than one to change this fucking culture. And it's going to take more than one for people to see that change is possible. So, yeah. Peter made it, but we got to show him that Jared can make it. We can show him that Chad made it. We can yeah. show him that some, that other people can make it. The more we show them, the more they understand that the possibility of getting out and making it and having a better life is possible. Once we get that idea into people's heads, then we change the culture. That's it. And that's why we got to yeah. show them they more than the title, baby. And that's what well, we did. Let me show you something, then, man. Yeah. Uh, me. When you at the table and you want to eat, right, everybody going to eat a steak with me. But eventually, some people might have to eat the hot dog. They gotta eat that because sometimes pause, pause, pause. Yeah, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, stop it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, Mass, if you didn't put that pause on right now, we'd have issues, man. Pause. I get him all the time. I get him all the time. I don't know. That's a major pause. All right, so let me say, if you don't eat the Frank, you don't eat the Frank. The Franken beans. The glizzy. You can't, uh, yeah, yeah, you eat your glizzy. Listen, <laughs> some people, if you yeah. sit around and you pay for the steak alone, right. everybody gonna expect the steak though. Yeah, so it's right. a little balance. Like yeah. sometimes you the one that provides the steak, you deserve the steak because you work for it. That's everybody okay. can't. Sometimes those bros gotta eat the glizzy. They'll be happy with that until they can afford they. <laughs> Stay with you and sit down to eat and break bread. That's that's why I learned that it's better to basically eat with a bunch of people that's earned their own steak. That's yeah. when you when you at the table with those type of bosses. That's the motivation. Wait, well, that's yeah. real talk, bro. Wait, hold, hold. We got a real this is a real question from from the fans. Said Peter, can you speak on turning down that one point four million dollar offer from Rock Nation? He did, somebody they they fans out there. They, they fans out here. Let me tell you what was crazy about that. They said that is because yeah. it wasn't the right time. My wife, when uh when I was getting ready for Gabriel Rosado, she lost my baby, my first kid. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and that put so much strain on our relationship that I took, I pray to God. I said, God, if I'm ever in a situation that I gotta pick my family, I'm gonna pick my family. Fast forward, I'm in the moment where they, oh, you got, oh, congratulations. Everybody was so happy, Pete. Oh, congratulations. And I really sat down and I really talked to God. So God, what's his mean? I opened up the book. I opened up the book. I want to say Matthew 24. Now he said, what sense do it do for the man to gain the whole world, but he forfeit his soul? I had my first baby. I was in the hospital mm -hmm. holding my baby. And I'm like, man, this my life can change in one second. I seen this baby come out of the stomach. I don't even know if I'm gonna fit in there no more. The way his head looked when he was coming out. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So having this kid, everybody was congratulating me for the money, but never congratulate me 
for my kid that I just had. I need the message. That's crazy. That's real. So so it was so easy after I read that Bible verse to be like, nah, straight. It ain't the time. I said, if I ain't haven't earned the right to say it ain't the right time, then hey, so be it. And I'm glad I had a person like Al in my, my corner that basically was like, Man, you know, that's very honorable for you to do something like that because you can't buy time back. And I'm I'm, I'm going I'm to just tell you this right now, Pete. Like, um, and my cousin, stop me if I if I ever say anything wrong. We don't we don't fluff this show at all. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But let me say something. As, as family, as f- deep-rooted, and I'm not talking like fuck the surface bullshit. We do everything damn near together. Like, we right. always together. Our families are all, we are huge family people there is nothing more important than family and legacy this is what we do this shit for you mm-hmm. understand what i'm talking about so for you to talk about you know and, I, and my condolences that your first child was taken away from you i'm sorry to hear that from your from your wife and you mm-hmm. were granted with the opportunity because some women can I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be candid with you my godmother to my to my understanding we older now but i think she had either three or four failed pregnancies she's a woman that can't carry full term from the moment she finds out she's pregnant, she's on bed rest. You understand? There's a lot of women out there that cannot have children. So for the fact that you had a failed pregnancy and your wife was able miraculously to carry, you know, whatever the case, I just want to say congratulations, man, because there's nothing more important than family and legacy. Fuck that money shit. Mm. If we're not doing it for, for, for our family and our legacy for our last name, then we're not doing nothing. Because remember, one of the other things that the slave master did was take our last names and give our and give us them. So I, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I wanna I wanna go a little deeper, right? Uh-huh. Now is to recognize that my yeah. wife was first of all as a producer for the Today Show, two yeah. Emmy Award winning um producer on the Today Show. And I knew it was a problem when I was like, what are people seeing at your job? It's like they want to know why you turned that money out. Mm. That's crazy. They want to know why you turned I said that's crazy. You wanna you wanna hear the next one? I said, what you said? Mm. Yeah. That was important. The answer was important. That would have let me know if this was the real one for me. I said, what you say? She goes, my husband got a strong mind. And when he makes decisions, I know he's making the right one because he's intending to make the first thing. I need the horn. I need the horn. I need the, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. School bell horns. Man. Give me the school bell horns. We are officially in seventh period. B. That was. We <laughs> in seventh period. In seventh period. I keeps it real. Keeps it real. If she would have said any other, as she would have yeah. said any other way, my yeah. brothers, it would have touched my heart that I didn't marry the right person. But God showed me over and over this the way. Like I got a vision. Get me. God said you're gonna marry this. I can't say the word. Yeah. You're gonna marry her. And I had to go and ask myself, why did I feel like God spoke to me this way okay. to marry this girl? That girl been I've been close to my wife almost 15 years. Okay. And all kind of like other kind of bull crap. One day I'm gonna write the book and y'all gonna be surprised how much I put this woman through for me. But this mm-hmm. was the one that I could say I could have destroyed her. But through that, I'm building up every day and she became my best friend, B. That's hey. fire, man. That's dope, man. I appreciate you even sharing, bro. That's that, real. That's not the game. Can I tell you something else? Absolutely. You can't claim you can't claim you a king without a kingdom, man. Okay, now watch. Now hit now here's what I was gonna say. So you kind of chime right in. They say behind every strong man, yes. there mm-hmm. is a woman. There yes. is a woman. Behind yes, every sir. strong man, it, it is a woman. And remember, there were, and I'm not being funny, but I don't care what culture, <laughs> but there were wars. I mean, literal fucking year-long wars fought over the love of a woman. So be clear, like, you on the right... I watched 300 again. Right. Yeah, why? Or, or the other joint, uh, Troy. Troy. Troy, 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 Troy where they do with the Helen. Helen Troy, right? Yeah. What, that's, what that tells you is, right, again, right, it's not over any woman, right? It's over that woman, that special woman, right? That one. So, listen, first of all, Peter, congratulations on being married. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me just say congratulations. Again, um, and one of was, nine children, only one. My right. older brother in Cuba got there. No, no, I just want to say congratulations in our culture, and mm-hmm. I say our meaning you two. Yeah. 
the marriage rate has been on a steep decline. Steep yep. decline. Um, me personally, I wasn't raised to two parents that were married, but I respect marriage for the union that it is. That's why I haven't been married to this point because I refuse to get married until you know. I feel we like, we, we, we don't have to talk about this, brother. Offline, that's fine. That's fine. But but I, I want to say again, but congratulations because you 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 were humble enough, and I respect you for this. To say something that a lot of people like to try to breeze over and they, they don't like to say. You heard what you said? You said, I put this woman through some shit. Meaning nice. like, this ain't roses. Like, nice. I know that I got some shit with me and I, I might have put her through some shit that she could have left several times and she stayed by me. That's, that's so important to understand that, man. So important. That's how you know. Well, let me tell you why God is that long. Because yeah. a, a man's voice is so powerful. Yeah. That's why when a woman, he's telling a woman something, she's ready to die and listen to whatever he say. Yeah. And I got to the point where I wanted to say, I had a vision that my wife said, hey, I'm thirsty, and we don't got no more water. Okay. What you going to do? I said, come on, I'm going to take you to the water. And okay. what a real poor leading man was going to do is take her to the desert. Right. But I took my wife to, to get the water and we drink together. You know what I'm saying? So right. That, that right there, is, it drove me alone. A long way in my life, cause I didn't get to see my mom. I didn't get to see my mom listen to no man, and I think that's the condition she was in, cause she had poor leading man. So I wanted to be better. Than, I teach my son to be better than his pops. Me, that's real. You know what I'm that's, that's the real. only way you can be a real man is to teach your son how to be a better man than you can be. Not like me. I don't want you to be like me, son. I'm Jared knows that, man. Jared. Me and Jared on the same page, man. We don't care. Like we both, That's we fine. both have two boys. Yeah. And, and we don't care. Like everything is for our legacy, Everything's man. Everything's for the boys. And it's like, you know, we are willing to be the sacrificial lambs for our generation to ensure that we can change the 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 entire fucking mold of what our family dynamic is. And I'm willing to give my life for that. You know what I mean? And he's willing to give his life for that. Yeah. The reason that we've been grinding and going all out, but I, let me let me ask you this, right? And this is very important too because it, it also segues into what we're doing now. Peter Quillen, the boxer, is not Peter Quillen, the businessman. So you said you owned a couple things, right? When did Peter Quillen, the boxer, transition into Peter Quillen, the businessman? I'm just curious to find out that answer. I've been like that since I was young. I told okay. you I sold crack. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. So what I would say, I always been like, I've been, I always been a visionary with bros. So right. I basically okay. own cribs. Okay. I got a wife that didn't need me. You know what I'm saying? That's part of the, 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 the and everything I'm doing work out. Like I got my boxing class man. I got a partner that's helping me. Yeah. I got a trucking business that failed because a boy you can't make people want to work. I said, bro, you can inherit this business. Let me put all my money. I take the money, buy the truck, and then you're going to buy me out. Once I get right. 20% of my money back, right. you don't own your own truck, you don't own right. a business. But people, you can't see people see the vision. So I gave a lot of opportunities, bro, like that. So now I'm just taking what I do. And it's like anything I put my mind to, I'm making music, G. Yeah. You know what I'm I, I listen, I'm going to write my own book, B. I'm going to write my own book. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Look, P, I don't know if you can see my background. Do you see the studio in the back? I want to turn. I got the 28 channel mixing board right there with the soundproof booth. I got, I got the, I got the, 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 I got like three computers, but let me slide to the side. I got like three computers behind me with the monitors and all that. Like, this is what we do, man. Like, so basically, I basically, well, how about right this? Now. I invested some money yeah. with Tory Lanez. Okay. I got two vocals of Tory Lanez. Okay. And right now, I was sleeping in my bed one day, said, God, so you can use these vocals to tell a story and make it a gospel song. So I got a song with Tory Lanez right now, B. Okay. That's fine. I'm just going to be honest. Now That's might fine. not be the most no. marketable time. The moment tell you why it's marketing, because yeah, it I is. can sell a pure message. Message. Okay. What he's saying, like, you got to hear the song. Okay, Get excited okay. about okay. the song, because okay. the yeah. song is going to really use that moment that he had to okay. flip it and make it see that, yo, what, what we shunning? Are we shunning a man that, you know, had a, a I would say it was evil for a girl to get shot in the foot and not be protected by a man, but at the same time for her to go twerk again and make every man lust. Come on, you know what I mean? Don't let that mess up. Mass, what the? Yo, Mass, it, it. 
taking all the production right now. I'm doing the comments. I'm doing it. We got questions coming in. I got messages coming in. Right now, this is going off. This is not you, Mass. This is not you. There's a lot of go. There's a lot go. So, so, champ, to give you context, usually we both have access to the sound effects. It's just me today, and there's mad shit going on right now. We had a little technical difficulty, but so you know. Let me, you let me wouldn't do this time, right? Let me ask you this question too, champ, because this is very important, and I think um, a lot of people need to hear this from somebody that's been a champion, right? I have succeeded, but I have been afraid to do things. I have been afraid to do things because of misinformation. Have you ever been afraid? Like, mm -hmm. let's you the champ, right? So we know that you can make it, but has there ever been an opportunity or a fight that you were actually afraid where you were like, yo, I don't know if I can do this? Like, has it ever been a situation like that? Yeah, that's a great this uh, is a Yeah. I mean, no. I okay. lived in I was in New York City homeless. That if I would like I was God rest my man soul. I uh he from right there on Webster, right there. Um got stabbed on Webster. Okay. But we was down there, I was smoking in Newport with him. Long time ago, before I even got to the point where I got to be able to live my... But when you got that kind of pressure, when you come from that background and that upbringing, like, nothing make you scared, babe. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is being, what is losing? I, I like, I could lost my life a lot of times. I can't even count it. So that's my struggle. So I, like, the problem, the problem is where you lose that. And I want you brothers to do it. And I got to get ready to go, my brother. Okay. So yeah, I want to yeah, take, yeah. if y'all got some more questions in the chat, I'll get a couple, two of them maybe. But I want to ask you brothers, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. This is what you got to be able to do. Both of y'all got to do as an exercise. When you get up tomorrow, go look this up and say, am I happy with the person that's sitting there? As long as you can say, yeah, you good. You good. And if you don't, it's okay. You just got to dig. Answer. Yeah. That's real. I, I no questions in the chat box. Nobody in the chat yeah, box. They, they, it was, uh, it was another. There's a bunch of questions. It's a bunch yeah, right let's, now. Let's uh, get five of them out the way. Let's go. All right, cool, cool. So with this one, real quick, let me go ahead. Boom, boom. Miss bitch asks, "How do you feel about Tyson Fury fighting MMA fighters, and should he be stripped of the belt?" I think he should be able to make some money, make as much money as he can. He gave us some two awesome fights, um, a big trilogy. I mean, you know, good fights that he should be. Why can't other other people? We got a dude on YouTube coming in. I should take the fight with uh, Jake. But if he want to fight a, he want to fight me. Let's go. Dude, fight bro. But that's a great. That's a great point. Hold on, like hold the on. brand, the branding aspect of it, because you you do have. Heard it first, right here. You heard he said. You heard, you it, heard first. it first. More than a title. More than a title. Jake, Jake Paul, Paul. with Peter Quillen. We gonna take the fight. You heard it first. I'm, right I'm a former. I'm a former world champion. I'm. I'm probably been out the game. I got fat. Yeah, you know I'm saying. I. I. I, I don't know. I'm fucking his brother or somebody. His friends in him. Like I can't. But I'll tell you right now from YouTube and shit. Like all right, it's mad hard to like like from you grow from your brand right. Like the YouTuber shit and shit that you're seeing right now. Like how how do you still develop your brand as the boxer? Do you see any other opportunities, ambitions, considering things like that? Because uh, God has got my back. Uh, I learned that the real value of life is is, is time. Mm. Time you get back so how you spend your time, man. What's leaving my son, my kids, is legacy and opportunities is what I'm doing already. So I'm gonna be good. And when you look good. Like, I didn't finish two years of acting school. I do four Bible studies a week. You know mm. what I'm saying? I'm a leader on, like, a, I inherit a Bible study with nothing but businessmen and people that's politicians and lawyers and all that. And it's the group I run, and I started my own group. So, like, I'm I, I'm purpose-driven by what everything that God does. So my money is in my heart, and God is already prepared. It's my faith. Love, bro. Um, are, are you training any new fighters? Yeah, I train little kids like they need opportunities. Like my little man Delroy, he got abs walking around with abs, change them and help him build confidence up. So I use it for that. And if they want to go fight, you know, I'm going to match it up. I haven't had a little guy fight, but right now I got a little guy, he drops money in the gym. He's an animal. Mm. And he's like, I tell him, he said, I said, have you noticed that? It's like, uh, he's like, yeah, Pete, you know. I said, have you noticed I ain't teach you like a style? He said, no. I said, why? He said, because you're going to create your own style, dude. That's what I did. Yeah. And I want you to be confident in what you're walking. I'm going to guide you. But at the same time, you're going you're gonna to create your own style, dude. That's it, yo. Yeah, that's I, you know, on that, man, I just, you know, I, wanna, I want you to just let them know where the people can find you, Pete. 
And I'm going to tell you right now, um, on the back end, we're going to get your information and we're going to pull up on you, man, because... Um, you come, y'all, free, free session at me. I do these classes six o'clock here, 20 Vesting Street down in Tribeca. Come through. Oh. How about how about this? We're gonna we gonna want y'all to come and y'all can get some footage of that. Let's and get I it. train both of you, you I train you and your cousin. Right now, let's do it. But you heard it first. We pull it up. I'm gonna throw him under the bus. He's a basketball player. He a prima hold on. What the f is wrong with this guy, man? Get him I'm really incorporating putting the mindset in the person, bro. Yeah, the mindset. Yeah. So my son loves basketball. He's nice. Yeah, my son nine years old. So yeah. he's nice. So I don't make him box. I said, you know, I only could teach you how to have a stronger mentality, but I can't teach you how to be a basketball player. So I would just want to use the the tools that I'm giving with the mindset of boxing to use it for, you know, whatever you're trying to do, like what y'all doing right now, it's got to be for that. Absolutely. Absolutely, y'all. Let the, let the people know where they can find you, Pete. All right. So first, you can get me at Kid Chocolate on, on Instagram, the Kid Chocolate on Twitter, Facebook, Uh, you know, catch me. I'm really on www.kidchocolate.com. I'm relaunching my website. Y'all can catch me here with y'all again whenever y'all want me back. Welcome you Anytime. Back. Anytime. Y'all wanna um I'm trying to see how I can do this angle because I don't wanna be like hit me up at this at um PD <laughs> no, no, at you this. Know, you know, there's me. a lot of people that want you know you say that you give these classes yes. um not only for physical but you're such a spiritual brother. The yeah. reason that I say tell them where they can find you because I guarantee you yeah but somebody. like this so I got I got if you wanna hit me up because of spiritual stuff and knowledge yeah I'm at Peter Quillen ministries at gmail.com Peter Quillen ministries at gmail.com that's all we're spiritual work we're going we to put it in the chat child. We got now my business link as far as doing business and want to create business we got to filter through a lot of bullcrap because people always talk so pd at the kidchocolate.com is my business um, email you can hit me there give me there and I got guys you, you, you trying to build and I got two of my guys shout out to my Manager will be working with Shout me, out my to man Lou Wiggs. Shout out to Lou, man. Appreciate co-manager. The co-manager has been my a, a, his, his email is Lou at the kidchocolate.com. So you want to book me doing something? Lou at the kidchocolate.com. And then at, um, Gooch, Gooch at, at the kidchocolate.com. That's my other manager. So two dudes. I see myself. If I get a award for my um, gospel music, they give me a award because God can do anything. I'm going to say shout out Antoine Gooch and my boy Lou Wig. I want to thank those brothers because I don't need no more friends. My dad said you're going to count real friends on one hand. Right. Yeah, that's real, bro. Yeah, I, I got to ask you for one, one last question before you leave. Where did the nickname come from, bro? The I'm glad you said that. You, you got to say it because I'm going to touch on that real quick. So go ahead and answer that question. The, uh, some Cubans in Grand Rapids, Mission, like, chocolate. Hey, cool. I said, what do you just call me? Chocolate? But it's an original Helio Sardines. Original kid chocolate is from Cuba fought in the early 1920s, early 1930s. And moved to New York, became a big name in New York City. So I thought of myself as the second coming to him. He represented Cuba. He was a Cuban. I'm a first generation Cuban. So, and, and you go look at his, 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 his face and his presence. I won't say I never looked like a man, but I can see what they say that I look like the. They think he's my grandfather. That's crazy. I respect that, crazy. that, but I just want to let it be known for all my my fans out there, for everybody that watches this show. I'm gonna call him Peter Quillen, PQ. I'll come up with a nickname. I will never, ever, ever call his name. Pete. His name call is Chocolate. Combine his name and Chocolate. That's a major pause. We pause. 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 He pause. Huh? Exactly. We are not doing that on this show. Can you call? Can you call me Brother Pete, man? Brother I'll call Pete, you Brother for Pete. Sure. For I sure, Pete. I will not call another man chocolate. <laughs> nah, but brother, we want to thank you again for coming up, pulling up, man. Real talk. Thank you for everybody in the chat. Chat. Can I say a prayer for y'all before y'all? Please, leave. we love to, brother. Please, bro. 
Please. And the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for my brothers. I thank you that black empowerment comes with the partnership when you come bring black brothers together, Lord, and speak knowledge and truth into existence, Lord. We pray that you bless these brothers, Lord. They gave me an opportunity on their platform, open up my heart for them, Lord. And whenever they need me, Lord, I'm here, Lord. I just pray that you use them in a mighty way, Lord, to teach ideas that our black community need. Black and brown, Lord. That sometimes we are becoming a nation of people that you say are a peculiar type of person, Lord. So I pray that you use these brothers to help the liberation that we need for our people. And we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I take that. Amen. Fellas, oh, on, on that, man, that's the best way to, to end off, man. We'll just end yes, off sir. on that, Pete. Much love, Thank my you, brother. We're going to see you soon, King. And thank, thank you for you, another love episode. Love, yes, brother. Yes, sir. Oh,